Hi, Manny Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is our second video in the series entitled Perspectives on a Transitioning Market. And once again, Shelly Schmitz has joined me and I'm thankful for you for being here. Thankful to you for being here. In this video, let's talk about the, a broker working with buyers successfully in the shifting market. In the last video, we talked about sellers. Today, let's talk about buyers. Yes. So Shelly, you are a broker meeting with a buyer. Actually, let's, let's set the stage a little differently. You've actually been working with this buyer. And six months ago, you showed a buyer a home that they loved, but they couldn't get it. And you just showed a buy, that same buyer a home today that they can afford with today's interest rates, and it feels like a lesser home yes. to the buyer. What do you do in that scenario? And those are tough scenarios. So when, when you have that, and you're talking with the buyer going, I know this isn't the other house. However, does this house meet your needs? And if they're like, yes, it does. It's not exactly because we really wanted the other one, but it does. It's got the bedrooms. It's, it's the area. You know, the price now works for them because as rates go up, you know, their buying power went down. And so now, um, you know, they're looking at this home. And then you just tell them, you're probably not gonna be here forever. And so if this is a home that meets your needs, this is still a good time to buy. And it gets you into a home, and then down the road, you can sell this and move on to something else as, as you built up your equity and, and whatnot, right? And it helps with home ownership to just try to get into something. But if a home doesn't meet their needs, don't stand there and go, oh, but yeah, this right. and that, because they're gonna look at you going, we have six children. We can't have a two bedroom home, <laughs> right? And so you also have to be realistic with it. But it that is probably one of the biggest conversations buyer brokers are having right now is what a buyer wanted in the past, what they were qualified for, right. they may not be qualified for it today, so. And it seems like the other aspect of it is Buyer, remember the frustration of trying to get that home six months ago when there were 17 other buyers also competing for that home and you didn't get it? The good news is today, if you want, to, if you choose to make an offer on this home, I'm not telling you you have to, if you choose to make an offer on this home, we're and you need the seller to pay your closing costs or something like that, it, there's a greater potential that you have an opportunity to negotiate with this seller to achieve a transaction that might be long-term better for you than what you were going to have to give up had you been successful six months ago. That seems like part of it also. It, and it really is. <clears throat> and it's, I don't wanna say it's easier for buyers to get into the home, but it is a little bit simpler today and it doesn't seem to be as stressful. It's a, a better experience for a buyer when, it, when they're going in to buy. And the one thing too that um, I think uh, buyers should kind of consider too is, you know, in the previous market, buyers are like, I'll pay 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 over asking price. They don't have to do that anymore. And so 
you're, you can kind of look at it this way is instead of putting all this money up front into the property, with the increased in rate, you're just adding it there and you're just paying little bits every month instead of this big lump sum at closing. So buyer, this is still good, you know? Yeah. We, we're, I know rates are higher than they were, but this is still a good market for you. Okay, so two thoughts just jumped into my head as you were saying that. It, it harkens me back to the last video when you said, we are still in a seller's market. Better for the buyers than it used to be, but we're still in a seller's market. And also the phrase that you used in the last video, setting expectations. Sounds to me like you're doing the same thing now with the buyer, as the buyer's broker, as you were doing with the seller in setting and probably managing expectations. Is that right? Setting expectations <clears throat> and managing is huge. So, so very important. When you are talking with buyers, you want to ask them, what do you know of the market? Because if they think we're still in the previous market, you want to share with them, obviously, that's not the case and this is how this market is working. But you also want to know, do they think this is a buyer's market and they're coming 20% below asking and um, you know, asking for all their closing costs? You know, That's not realistic either. And they're just going to get frustrated when they keep making these, we'll call them lowball offers, and sellers are countering at full price and they don't want to do go less than that and then they just get frustrated so you want to make sure that they understand this is what is going on in the market set the proper expectations and then keep reminding them of that as you go through it also this is the process for buying a home make sure they understand that make sure they understand the different forms that will be used and, and timelines and things like that because the more knowledge that buyer has the better they feel, the better decisions they make, and the better the process is. And, and I expect that working with lenders might be more complicated now than it was, lenders. And we're gonna, we're gonna talk to a lender yes. in this video series, but I suspect that there are more loan programs available now, more competitive loan, more to consider than there were even just a few months ago. Yes, right? and you should be familiar with the different loan programs now that are being used. And, Really, you should have a good working relationship with your lender and lenders um, so that you got somebody that you can talk to because we're obviously not lenders, so we're, we don't know everything and nor should we be sharing what we think we know everything right. about, <clears throat> excuse right. me, the Absolutely. loan program. Um, and that's where a good lender that you, you have a really good relationship with can, can help you through that. It's key. But you're absolutely right that, that the broker who's working with a buyer today who's going to have to get financing needs to have at least a, a foundational understanding of the various types of loan programs that lenders are offering right now so that when a buyer's talking to the broker about what they just talked to the lender about, the broker's not going, what? What are you talking about? Right. That's not something I've heard of before. So, so you mentioned also being familiar with forms. I'm adding in being familiar with loan types, setting expectations, managing expectations, help the buyer understand what to, what's coming. Buyer needs to understand, this is, I'm just picking up on what you just said, but the whole process of purchasing the home, right? So it's not just, just getting the home is the first step and then all of the other parts right. that come into play, right? Financing. Are you applying for your financing uh, timely? And do you have your money ready to go? And you're, are you doing what the lender needs you to do? Home inspections, right? You know, we got to do that home inspection sooner than later. We may need additional contractors out. You know, all the pieces that are in there, the appraiser, 
right? We got to get through the appraisal process. And so you, you really want to have a good connection with that lender. You want the, the buyer to understand this is our process. These are the timelines. Um, that is so important right now, especially because as we start going through and, and when markets shift, the one thing I have always noticed is that sometimes people get a little relaxed and they miss timelines. And that can be pretty bad, especially Brokers in a shifting relax market. in a shifting market? They, they, they kind of get going and then they forget. Oh, okay. yep. they settle and in. They kind of settle in and then they forget, oh shoot, and now they're trying to scramble. And meanwhile, a seller may not be so like, oh, I'm just gonna work with you. Seller may be like, you know, this might be they're out um, because they have a backup offer or if you buy or sell contingencies, you know, make sure the buyer understands that process. They have priced their home that they're selling properly so they can get an offer sooner than later because we are still in a seller's market. There will still be bumps coming in, right? That second okay. offer is gonna come in and try to bump you out. Okay. So buyer, you need to understand okay. that. So a lot of these are practices that are important to a broker working with a buyer in any market, right? Correct. Make sure your buyer understands the buying process. No surprises. No surprises. There's always going to be surprises. But the, if we can minimize the surprises, right? Okay. I, I want to run back to the first video for just one second because okay. you just said something. We, I'm sure this is true in every single market. It's going to happen more in a transitioning market as lenders are introducing new loan programs and underwriters are figuring out what the processes are for that and escrow is figuring out how to create paperwork for the adjustable rate mortgage versus, you know, it's a traditional. Anyhow, I expect we're going to have scenarios where buyers need uh, a closing date extension, not because of anything the buyer's done, but because the loan processing, the escrow, the title side of it isn't ready to go on closing, right? Correct. Talk to, talk to me about that seller, because I've already heard of this already in, in just the last few weeks on the hotline. Seller saying, no, I'm not going to make that concession. I'm not going to give this closing date extension. I was ready to go. Why wasn't the buyer? Does a seller have the same assurance today that they did a year ago that if they lose this buyer, they're going to get another one just like that? No. And if, when, when, if they were to lose that first offer, they may be going back on the market less than even what that offer was because as we start shifting, prices are either flattening or they're going to be softening and going down. And so seller, if you don't try to work with the buyer, as long as it's reasonable, but you gotta keep in mind that if we lose the buyer, we could be going on for less money and we don't know how long it's going to take because homes are sitting on the market longer right now. Okay. So yeah, okay. there's things that sellers have to really consider. They have to be respectful of the buyer and try to work with the buyer. But I'm gonna say as long as it's reasonable because you're gonna have those cases where it's like, I don't know that it's in the seller's best interest to stay with the buyer. Right. They, it probably would be better to get back on the market. Okay, so. all right. Know the market, know the forms, exit um, expectations, manage expectations, make sure your buyer knows the process. And what I 
just heard you say is from listing broker and buyer broker, make sure that, that you're not only counseling your client to be reasonable in a transaction because as the market's shifting, we don't necessarily, we can't rely on what the market is today that it will be tomorrow. But what I also, the undercurrent of what I just heard you say is brokers, not only are you gonna set and manage the expectations for your client, but what about the two brokers working together in this transitioning yes. market? So we've got a buyer broker in one firm and a listing broker in another firm. They've never met each other or they've had 500 transactions together. I don't care what it is. And now they've got buyer and seller who are both a little intimidated by the shifting market and what's coming next, and they hit a bump in the road. So I'm gonna say play nice in the sandbox. Help each other out. You may be a veteran broker who's like, you know, I got this. I, I've been through this. I'm, I'm, I know how to work through it. And you've got somebody on the other side. This is their first time maybe using some of these forms or going through a shift. And it, help them, be calm with them. You don't have to do their job necessarily of everything. But if you know like what they're trying to ask of you or you know we're needing a certain form and if we just use that form, it will make everything good, then maybe mention that to them and just help work together. And I'm, I'm begging everybody, please keep your emotions as level as you can. I would say most of my problems that I help brokers with it's not really the facts of the transaction that are the problem, it's the emotions that have come with the facts. And what I'm really doing is trying to calm the emotions so I can get to the facts. Right, and we know the buyer and seller are both bringing unbridled emotion, right? So it's the brokers who have to figure out how to bridle those emotions yes. so that we can approach problem solving in a logical and, and reasonable way, right? Yes, yes. Okay, before we leave this video, because when we leave this video, then we are going to start interviewing some of our other industry professionals about what they think brokers need to do to facilitate good transactions. So before we leave this video, Shelly, as a 30-year veteran and having seen a few shifting markets, words of wisdom for brokers who might have some fear about managing their own personal finances and career management, looking into a, a different market than they've ever seen before, or at least a different market than they've seen for a long, long time. Yes, as market shifts, we need to look at our finances, both from a business and personal side. I always tell my people, know your numbers, right? Know what it takes to run your business Look at what are you maybe uh, spending for marketing or different things, and w are you getting a return on that money? If you are not, then maybe that's something we drop right now. Your home expenses, know what those are, like truly know what those are, and are there things that maybe we don't really need and we should take out right now, because as the market shifts, your finances could be tighter, and if you have a good take on what you have and a good grasp on it, then the stress of that is not as great. And so really watch your business and your personal expenses. That, it is so key. Okay, so not saying sky is falling, Correct. you're all gonna go bankrupt, 
saying instead, recognize that the market is shifting. It may or may not impact an individual broker's bottom line, but every broker should at least account for the fact that the market is shifting, look at their own finances, and question whether or not there is something they should be doing different in response to a potentially unknown future income source. Is that right? Is that yes. what I hear you saying? Yes, because even as our, our prices uh, flatten mm -hmm. and, and, and go down, that means compensation goes down too. And so you really got to look at that. What is my income? And then what are my bills on the business and personal side? And do I have to tighten my budget in an area? Um, I see that as a really huge stressor uh, in market shifts among brokers. And if you can try to get a handle on that, it takes away the fear. When brokers are looking at marketing then, is there not only do I need this marketing, is it is it increasing my bottom line, but is there, do you think that brokers need to approach the shifting market from a position of saying, you know, I've been marketing one way because it was a strong seller's market. Now I, I need to find a way to actually sell my seller's home that's been sitting on the market for three weeks. I might need to spend my marketing dollars differently. Is that also something they should be looking at? Very much so. Um, you know, I'm just going to say I, it was, it was uh, easier to sell a home that wasn't in the best of condition in the previous market. That is not probably going to be our story today. We're already seeing it now. Um, as invent more inventory comes on, a home has more competition. You may need to help the seller. Um, you, you may actually yourself spend money on getting the yard cleaned up or you know bringing the carpet stretcher in or something like that to what type of marketing are you looking at uh, you better be having professional photos i mean and that's no matter what market we're in i believe you should always have professional photos but really you better have professional <laughs> photos right now there there's just no it, it you're the buyer the first thing when they are looking at a home all sellers need to remember that the first time a buyer walks into your home is not when they actually walk through your door. It is when they are sitting on their couch and they're online and they're looking at the photos. That is actually your first showing. And you want those photos to be so good and that home presented the best it can be so that that buyer wants to walk through that door. Okay. Okay. A lot to think about. Yes. If you have questions on anything that Shelly and I have discussed today, ask that question by visiting warealtor.org, clicking on the link for the legal hotline and asking a question. If I can't answer your question for you, I'll get Shelly on the phone <laughs> and get that information so we can get the answer to you. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.